following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. And it is time for the end of the month movie review. But first, before we do that movie review, a word from our sponsor. Thought. Don't want to see it. Coming on in 20 minutes. Can't wait around to see it. Video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch when you want to watch it. Action. Adventure. Horror. Comedy. Drama. Suspense. Romance. Great entertainment. Always a great value. Video. It's what you want to watch. These movies and many more are available at your local video store. All right. So, movie review time. Marley had the pick here, so tell everybody what movie you picked. I picked Brighton Beach Memoirs. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Whatever you pick. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I have never seen this movie. Jack, have you ever seen this movie before this point? Before this point, nope. All right. Uh, I, I've seen it too many times. <laughs> she fell asleep, but she's like, I know what it's like. Some things about this movie, it was, uh, I, I find it funny, and I don't know if I'm going to offend people on this, but it's about a Jewish family that, uh, but it came out on Christmas Day, so I find that funny because I hear the joke that most Jews, Jewish people on Christmas Day go to the movie, so they were like, hey, let's Let's check out this. And that's funny. <laughs> and the runtime, it's a short movie, only 109 minutes. And it wasn't a like a blockbuster movie at all. Budget was $18 million, only made about $12 million at the box office. And I gotta say, uh, for what it's worth, before we listen to the trailer. I find that to be a travesty. So let's take a listen to the trailer before we get into our review of Brighton Beach Memoirs. Greetings from Brighton Beach. From Eugene Jerome and his whole family. Hey, shoes on the bed. That's bad luck in a Jewish house. It's not a Jewish house. It was built by Italians. It's a family. Pop, I have a problem. If you didn't, you wouldn't live in this house. As familiar as your own. We're having liver and cabbage for dinner. But medieval torture. I'm going to be in a Broadway show, Mama. Don't you have to sing and act? I can carry a tune. No, you can't. What's wrong with being in love with your cousin? Because it's against the laws of nature. You can't marry your first cousin. You get babies with nine heads. And nothing can make you laugh. How horny can you get? I don't know what's the highest score. Or cry like the truth. You're going to sit here and you're going to think up a story. Because if you tell him the truth, you'll kill that man as sure as I'm standing here. Don't leave, Stan. 
Don't you know there's nothing you could ever do that was so terrible I couldn't forgive you? From the award-winning Broadway hit, A Side of Neil Simon. How am I going to be a writer unless I suffer? You've never seen before. Actually, I'd give up writing if I could see a naked girl while I was eating ice cream. Brighton Beach Memoirs, directed by Gene Sachs. All right. So... I'll start with you, Jack, since you've never seen okay. the movie along with me. How did you feel about this? I laughed my ass off the entire movie. Maybe not the entire movie, because obviously there's some parts where it's up and down, like most movies. But I thought, and we'll get into more of it, but I thought the whole Eugene and Nora thing was super funny. And it was it was fantastic. I... I gotta say, this was one of those movies when somebody said something. I was like, "I've never seen this." I don't, I got into like my right. old hand groove, and I'm like, "I don't want to watch this." And then I saw Adam Silverman, and I was like, "Or Jonathan Silverman, sorry." And I was like, "Okay, I can deal with Jonathan Silverman." And then I watched it, and I'm very disappointed. I've never seen this movie before until this point. Yeah. <laughs> right. It is, uh, and I also found out that it's a trilogy. This is like the first part of a trilogy of Neil Simon's trilogy. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Harley doesn't know this. I didn't know that. Yeah, it it is uh first part of a trilogy. What was the second movie? The second movie starred Matthew Broderick called Biloxi Blues. And then there's another it, one. If it's a trilogy, it doesn't follow that same family though. It follows uh the Eugene Morris Eugene Morris Jerome character. Does it is it the same actor? No, they switched. Maybe because oh, that's that's, so that's odd. Here. Yeah, that's probably that you can't replace Eugene. Like he was just so iconic in this movie. His sarcasm and wit just <laughs> shined beautifully. It did. It did. And the creepy thing with the cousin the whole entire movie was a little odd. The whole yeah. movie. The whole damn movie. Not even just like a weird part. It was like literally the whole movie. And I love the fact that his brother addressed it too at some point. Was just like, this is disgusting. You shouldn't be doing this. This is your cousin that you're doing all this with, trying to see her naked. And then he's just like, why? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he wanted in this life was to be a baseball player and to see a woman naked. That's all he wanted. And what was he about? And write that book. And to be a writer. Yeah, and to be a writer. Because he didn't think he would make baseball. (laughs) As he's throwing the ball. You mentioned uh, before we started doing all this is the cake scene where the mother is to be quiet and he said the cake is sleeping. I know about that firsthand. My mother used to bake like cakes every once in a while and my brother and i would be running around and she'd be like you guys got to be quiet you got to be quiet or the cake's gonna fall and the minute i saw that scene where she was like about baking the cake i was like the cake's gonna fall and she pulled it out of the oven and the cake fell and so that was yep and uh her sister was just like oh oh (laughs) the cake i it was very very interesting i love the whole family dynamic of it's just this mother and this father trying to keep what they have their two sons and then an extended family all together 
and that was and i get it yeah but and then near the end of the movie obviously like they're like oh shoot we have 17 more coming or whatever however many it was well they had just gotten out because of it was like during the war right mm-hmm but like they were like, what are we gonna do? Like, we'll put bunks in the living room, one in the kitchen. <laughs> and the best know. part, like nobody was annoyed by it. They were like, yes, like family. Like yeah. it was such a family, like movie. Yeah, it's, family inclined. It, it's things that back then, because the other great thing about it was it was like the Great Depression at this point, and the fact that he had two jobs was pretty amazing because most people didn't even have one job. And then the son quits his job on a moral standard. And he's like, what are you, nuts? You can't just go around quitting your job. And I love it that he said his paycheck was $17 a week. At yep. mm-hmm. And then loses it all. Did, in- didn't, that, didn't the dad eventually end up agreeing with him, though? Morality-wise? Not morality, moral-wise. <laughs> no, he did agree with it, but he was like, still. He's like, like we still need that money. Right, yeah. right. Yeah sometimes money over trumps over other things especially when you have that time yeah yeah plus during the time he quit he his that party store went out of business yes the dad's party store so he was definitely needing that extra money because there was no more second income from the dad yeah so i don't see i could see that but I couldn't really imagine a party supply thing lasting too long in the Great Depression anyways. So that was something that was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just being able to work during that time anyway is fantastic. Yes, yes. And then they keep on talking about the Murphy guy across the street. And I love that part as well, where she's like, you don't want to go live with the Murphys. And there's the whole thing about them being Irish. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't marry him because he's Irish and he's a drinker and everything else. And then the father's like, but he has a good job and, and all this stuff. (laughs) I love that. I didn't think the Murphy character was really like that needed in the movie. He was just kind of like a, a subplot away from that. Like I get it. It was to get her out of the house for a second, but at the same time, I was like, I don't think that was necessary. I think it I think he was, but like you personally, said, obviously, more of a subplot because he definitely added. Yeah, <laughs> the first like I know near the end of the movie, she's like, "Oh, you could just go live at the old Murphy's house because they were going to move to back to wherever after he got that drunk driving thing." Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "All right, well, I guess I can move across the street after I get a job." So that part, I guess, rolls into it. But like the whole like, oh, like not stalking her, but like picking her up in the car, driving her way further than she had to go home. Like that, none of that was necessary. Wait, that was because that was the friction. Because I think the mother was. Yeah, but very, mother was the mother was very controlling. If you look at it, true. yes, very true. Yeah, were you you were gonna say something about the Murphy character, Marley? Were you gonna say something about him? Or? Oh, just like I think it was needed, not only for the friction, but um. Also, because uh, they like showed like how that family interacted with people that weren't like there. <laughs> it was the times. It was the time. 
yeah like someone that was different or like someone that's you know Irish and they're not <laughs> it's definitely but to be fair they were they were pretty much right he was the town drunk so yeah that's relatable <laughs> <laughs> see but I, no I could see where the mother was coming from but I think the father was just like if we can pawn her off onto the Murphy the Murphy character at this point we can get the dot we can get her and the daughters out she can marry this guy and then things won't be so chaotic all the time which would be nice yeah part that confused me was she was like hey you have to get out of here and she's like all right i'm leaving i'll get a job and leave and then she didn't end up leaving at all like i know they ended up leaving well near the end but like didn't she like say oh i'm back but i'm back for a week and then she just didn't leave if i'm remembering correctly yeah, there was a part, but then she made her stay because of the whole you're my... Yeah, because they had that whole blow-up fight in the kitchen. The mother was... And then very, Jack was, like, pissed. The mother was very controlling. I know, it. I was so happy that a character was named Jack, by the way. That oh, was fantastic. <laughs> Jack Jerome? Would you lose money in a pool hole like that? Would you lose your whole entire $17 paycheck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I know a hustler when I see one. Like after I'm up two games and doubled up on my money, and they're like, "Oh, let's just go one more round, double or nothing." I'm like, no, no, I, I've seen this game before. Like <laughs> I'm gonna walk away with my thirty-four dollars instead of seventeen for this week, and we're gonna be happy out here. <laughs> I love it that the paycheck was seventeen dollars. That was like I couldn't even fathom that. I don't even like know. nowadays, what seventeen dollars a week can get me? Like maybe my gas back. Mm-mm, not even not even <laughs> not now uh, where is the I gotta do like the math thing where I go through the calculator um, uh, wrong calculator 1930 11 uh, 17 dollars oh he's doing and yeah the conversion right I got to do the conversion. What are you doing? In 2021. So he pretty much got paid. Where's the inflation calculator? Calculate. It's not giving it to me. Why are we not doing this? So that's about like $350 today. That's what he made. Okay. That's not. Yeah. Not too bad. He's living at home. How old? Crazy bad. Yeah, but like, you also got to think. He's eighteen. Price wise for things during the Great Depression was like crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's like why he said like it would be like three hundred fifty dollars today. No, I know, but like today, since we're not in, it's a hole. Never mind. Yeah, because what was it? The one part the mother sends him to the store because she's always sending him to the store when things are getting crazy. Always. She like gives him like a dollar and is like, go get, go get cheese and milk. And then he's sitting there eating a pickle as well. And I'm like, a dollar is not. A quarter butter. Yeah. Yeah. A quarter cup of butter. He's like, I just found a quarter, like a quarter pound of butter. Like, why don't you buy half at a time? She's like, suppose the house catches fire. What am I going to do with the quarter I mother was great. I can recite this movie. I can tell. I didn't like her. I just I didn't I don't know. I didn't like the mother. You didn't like her? No. 
I, oh, no, I didn't like Blanche. I think the Anne, the right? Yeah. Anne Blanche? Yeah. Blanche was kind of sucking. That, that's the one I didn't like. I didn't like Nora's mother. Blanche doesn't make any sense because she couldn't work because of her asthma. But, like, she was able to do all these other things. Right. Well, that she was, can go out, have fun. That was the... Well, you got to figure back then, though, too. Another thing is air filtration in a lot of these buildings. It's so funny when you, you when you put into like the context because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, people with asthma work every single day, right? Nowadays, like it, that back, yeah. but probably because of the air filtration in these buildings. Um, and they can always smoke in the building still. Yeah, they were still so smoking that's, that's, in the that's building. The thing. Um, what else was the other one? Oh, the air conditioning when she talked about how hot it was. She said it's it's hot outside. Because of the humidity, oh. don't stay out there for too long or something. Because I think she went outside to yell at Eugene when he was throwing the baseball at the door. Yeah, he only did that what once? Yeah, in the beginning of the movie. And the yeah. mom like came out and she was like, "Eugene." <laughs> who was the neighbor that was behind the fence that he also said he had a crush? On? Oh, the young, uh, the young. Oh, the mother, younger lady. Yeah, yeah. The the mom. I remember that, yeah. Because she was like, I thought, because he was always like, I'd like to see Nora naked or neighbor miss whoever it was next door. I mean, he used to spy on her, right? Well, with the telescope, <laughs> he was just such yeah. a he was such a lovable, creepy kid throughout this whole entire movie. <laughs> yeah, for real. All it was was lovable and creepy all at the same time. Uh, you mentioned Lori. The younger cousin that wasn't allowed to run, walk, do pretty much anything. Do anything. Couldn't, couldn't Eat and go to the, bed. Yeah, couldn't climb the stairs too fast. Did she also have asthma? What's her condition? No, she after? had like a heart murmur or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, they said her heart had a little flut, like a flutter in her heart. <laughs> yeah, that's all that. I wanted was. her to be careful. It makes sense. And she, as nope. a baby, though, like she's well, right. grown right, of now. Course now. <laughs> Full grown, but she can't do anything. Nothing at all. Because at one point, didn't Eugene want to race her to the store? And she's like, I can't run. He's like, you can't. Do yeah, anything. like race her to the store. Yeah. <laughs> I can't run. She's like, I know. Well, then I guess run. Eugene's winning here, Lori. Yeah. Probably the only thing Eugene ever seemed to want, win in this whole entire time is that right there. For real. I, the Lori character really annoyed me throughout the whole entire movie. I agree. Yeah, what was her purpose? She was just there to like make sure everybody was not screwing around and messing up. She was like that devil little sister that nobody wants. Yeah, no, that's. I'm sorry, Nor. Yeah, Nora. Nora was annoying. Lori, I could see a little bit of a point. Like you said, you need that. I can't stand Nora. Nora was pretty. Annoying. No, Nora was just so used to getting everything she wanted. Yeah. I couldn't. The big thing, like the. Broadway thing when she finally didn't get it. Yeah. That was stupid. And she just seemed, she should have been in Broadway because she seemed very like over dramatic in everything. Yeah. Right. But the fact was like she hadn't even finished school and she was like, I don't need to finish school. I'll be on Broadway. <laughs> she should have started this with, hey, Broadway's going to pay me this amount of money. And well, then Jack would have like, you do that. You go yeah. right now. <laughs> And I love that too, that it, everything was talk to your Uncle Jack about it. 
You got to talk. Mm-hmm. To, uh, talk to your uncle Jack. During that time, he was the man of the house. But even when he made it, me. yeah, go, go talk to Uncle Jack. Even when he made the decision, it was like we're just going to do what we want, or the mother would kind of like override it, anyways. True. So, like, technically, what he says doesn't go if Blanche doesn't also agree, which was weird. Blanche yeah. didn't. Yeah, but it was yeah. not his mom. He just wanted. I think the well, yeah, but she she was also so like off like she had no authority whatsoever. So right. like if Jack was like, yeah, I think you should let her go, she would have been like, okay. Did he end up ever, and like end up saying it was her decision, Blanche's decision ultimately? And then Blanche was like, you can't do it. You got to finish school. Yeah, like, I'm gonna do what I want anyway. And then didn't do it. Didn't do anything. Then didn't do it. <laughs> and what, what? if I was 16 years old and. Broadway was like, hey, you want to come act and dance? Like, sure. Yeah, but what like, it- I'm going to Broadway. Bye. But it wasn't even like a job offer. She still had to audition. Yeah. Right. It was only an audition. Like, it wasn't like, hey, you have this job. You come in on Monday. It was, hey, come audition and you might get the part. I, I think that was the biggest thing was that she still had to audition. So she had to drop out of school, just audition to see if she would even. Right. Get the part. Like, just. Just call in sick of her a day, audition, and then at least they have your name down that you're decent. And then when you're 18 and done with school, then now you have this potential career ahead of you. But it is what it is. It is. I'm trying to just go over the movie in my head and see what other parts were. Because, I mean, it wasn't a movie that could see why i've never seen it. It wasn't a movie that stands out until you actually watch it, until somebody's like, Right. Like, watch this. If I saw this, you know, back in the day in a video store, I don't think I'm going anywhere near this as well. well to be fair, it is all over the place. There isn't like one set plot. That's true. It, it is all over the place. And it's. What did it, I was reading one of the reviews? Roger Ebert said that it felt the, the movie plot. It felt so plotted and so constructed, which it it kind of did, but then it kind of felt a little disorganized all over the place. And well, that was Eugene. He was just unorganized. Yeah, so like him being the main character, right? And it was following him, and he didn't even know what he wanted with his life. So, like, what is there to focus on? Yeah. And I then just, the whole Stanley leaving for the army part was interesting. Yeah, I could. He, he should have just left. He should just right. Left. I agree. I think he should have left, gone into the army. You could probably send home some money, other than right. You no, know, did he? He wrote the letter, didn't he, to the boss? Um, I don't remember. I remember him writing the letter to Eugene, saying, "I'm going to the army," and then Eugene chases him all the way to the train station. I don't remember if he ever wrote the letter to the boss. Oh, no, he did because he comes back home after not doing the army and he says, hey, I'm going to write that letter to the boss so we can keep up the household. Something like yeah. that. I don't know exactly if that's how he worded it. I just, I kind of relate to the father in a way. He just wanted to come home, have a hot meal, not deal with anything, and listen to his radio. Right. Yeah. And then the, the radio- man looks stressed all the time. That's why he had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was driving a cab. 
then I had a heart attack while driving a cab. I love the radio aspect that I like to see movies set in an older time setting, even though this was made in the eighties, even though you watch like an eighties movies, I love watching this because it puts things in so much perspective of what we have today. 1937. They have this radio and it's not working. And instead of just going, Oh my goodness, let's go to the store, get a new radio. We'll pick it up for cheap. Dan or Jack's out there. Why did I want to say Stanley? Oh, yeah, it is Stanley. Stanley's out there. Stanley and Eugene, yeah. Yeah. Stanley's out there putting like different like vacuum tubes and everything else into this radio just to make it work again. Instead of just saying, oh, screw it. We got to go to the store and buy a new one. I don't know why I found that part very fascinating. And they're just sitting out there putting in the tubes, trying to get it to work just so we can hear the news on the radio to see if the family in Poland is okay. I think I like that scene because it's just Stanley doing it all. And then Eugene's just talking about like boobs boobs (laughs) and growing up and all that. I'm not going to nitty or details, but like, I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's not even helping. He's just sitting there. Yeah, but that's an older brother, younger brother dynamic, though. You have a brother. Do you have a brother, Mike? Yeah. I don't know. Do you have a sister or brother? Yeah. Older or younger? Yeah, I have both. Okay. Younger. That I have all older. So have you ever sat there and watched your brother do something? And did your sister ever sat there and watched you? No, they made me do it. <laughs> oh. They're like, Jack, you can do this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, why don't you do that? Right. <laughs> They're saying, my... Sometimes I feel like I take care of David a little bit. My watching my brother do things was mostly like beat a level in a video game. He's not mechanically inclined. So if it did come down to that, now that I think about it, he would be watching me do it because he's so so mechanically inclined. I went to Christmas at his house one time and my nieces needed something put together. So I was like, okay, can I hand me a flathead screwdriver? And he like hands me a butter knife. And I'm like, are you serious? This is what you have for a tool? He's like, it works. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm sitting there twisting the screw in with a butter knife, even though it could take two love seconds. Love that. You love that? Oh, he's so, so bad. His toolbox is like a butter knife, <laughs> duct tape. My older brother liked to, when my mom was at work, party in the house and then wake me up because they needed somebody for the top of their pyramid that they were building in the kitchen. Your older brother did at that? At like 5 a.m. Your older brother Yeah. Did? Like he was like, hey, Jack, we're partying. So I was like, all right. So I sat down with drink with him. I'm like, all right, I'm drunk. I'm going to go upstairs. Three hours later, it's 5 a.m. He's like, Jack, wake up. We're building a pyramid in the kitchen. We need you as the top because I was small. I was 13, 14. So he woke me up at 5. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have to stay up now because I have school in two hours. Like, <laughs> like all right, thanks, Jeff. I... My brother, when he used to party, like my parents had a camp that they would go to on the weekends. So they would go there on the weekends. And then as I got older, my parents would let me stay at home with my brother, but they would always give me money and not him because he would just (laughs) blow it. Plus he had a job. I was like 14, 15 years old. So they would give me money if I wanted to order food or if I needed something. My brother would party and then pay me another $20, about 20 or 30 to go pick up all the beer cans and beer bottles. And then I would take those back. And then I would just 
that's how I would make money. Breaking that dough. Yeah, because he would pay me to help clean up to clean up his mess because he was too hungover to do it. So once again, that goes into the older brother, younger brother, or sibling dynamic of this movie of just talking about random stuff and you know what it is like or Eugene's obsession with seeing a naked girl throughout this whole entire movie is just pretty much based right. on him i mean his the first scene you see of anything is his brother showing him where he's sold his picture or, or the piece of paper where he's drawing boobs on the piece of paper yeah. and i just because was he that was he was talking about too in the garage also it was just about him seeing naked women and then the relatives him and, and boobs and nora and uh, growing older yeah the Nora thing was creepy. Puberty staged, yeah. The creepiest Nora part was at the dinner table. Yep. Oh, yeah. We don't need to get into details on that, but yeah. yes, that was... Let's just say he accidentally, and I'm using quotes, accidentally dropped something underneath <laughs> the table so he could go pick it up. And like you said, I think that's it's about as where we need to go with that. That's enough. I think they'll get that. <laughs> yeah. Then Stanley being I'm the one that like he's the one that taught it to me. So like Stanley was the only one at the table that knew what he was doing. And then when he gets up, Stanley looks at him like, what are you doing? And that's so weird because Stanley is like like I could get Eugene. Eugene's like 15. So I can get right. Eugene doing this stuff. Stanley's like eight, they got him listed at 18 and a half years old. He's a little so was he doing this to Nora when he was Eugene's age and Nora was younger? That's where it got really creepy and weird for me. Or was this yeah. he was doing to something he did to other girls? Somebody else. Yeah. He did it hopefully. To, hopefully he did it with, well, not, it sounds weird saying that. I hopefully, you know, was like a predator to other women. Well, right. But, but so you know versus his saying. cousin. Versus Nora, the cousin. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to like condone this type of behavior, but I'm just saying it's a little less creepy if he did it to somebody other than he's related to. Before part I two where Stanley's like, Yeah, I've seen Nora naked, and Eugene's like, What? Yeah, he's like, what'd she look like? Tell me all about it. That gets creepy too. Stanley's like, Yeah. I'm pretty sure he said it was an accident though. Like he like she was in the bathroom and he just walked in, like pretty sure he said it was an accident, but yeah, this is like the second sexually creepy movie that we've watched because Hook had that same type of sexual creepiness too as well. With but, Tink, yeah. Yeah. You guys got anything else you want to add? Or I mean, this was a short movie, kind of short plotted. It was a short movie. It, your favorite movie. And I do enjoy this movie a lot. <laughs> is this your favorite movie of all time or is it like top five? It's one of them. It's hard to pick just one, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Okay. It was my grandmother's favorite movie, so my mom and I used to watch it all the time. This was your grandmother's favorite movie? Yes. That's so I don't even know what my grandmother's favorite movie was. She watched some wacky stuff. I didn't have a normal grandma. Like my grandmother had me watching uh Sleeping with the Enemy, and I think I was like seven years old. Okay. 
<laughs> it was just 100% fine for me to watch this stuff. Another, my grandmother, also, <laughs> my mother was recently divorced and my grandmother was like, you need to find, you know, you, you need to go out and you need to get a different guy. And then she took her to go see, um, what's that creepy movie with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close and she cooks the kid's rabbit. I can't think of it, but she took her to go see that. And it was about like Glenn Close stalking him. It's a, it's a wacky movie. Right. All right. So uh, I'm going to do the rating systems, even though we pretty much know how Marley's going to go, but rating system, once again, first time listening, we have four different categories starting with the worst is burn the film. It's a horrible movie, not suitable for human or any living things. Eyes one and done good movie, but would not watch it again. Rewatch would watch the movie again. If Ford favorite would watch it, even if it were on cable TV. Jack, how do you rate this? Ooh, there's a stare down. I'm getting, the, I'm getting, the, yeah, I'm getting the look. Uh, getting I would the, definitely put this as a rewatch for rewatch. sure. So not, not favorite because my movie taste is a little different, but definitely a rewatch. I would definitely put rewatch this movie. I would put it as a rewatch if I saw it again on HBO Max. I don't think I would pay to rent this movie or anything, but if I saw right. like it was on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll watch this. And I would definitely rewatch it again if it was on there and I'm bored, not doing anything. And if my house was actually quiet. Yeah, have it on in the background, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Cooking dinner, watch some Brighton Beach memoirs. Hopefully I don't laugh too hard and cut off a finger or anything. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> watch. So Marley, I think we already know, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. Like I would purposely go out of my way. Like if it was between that movie and like something I haven't seen before, I would probably watch it. <laughs> so that concludes the, that. the comfort, you know. <laughs> it's it, yeah. They say a lot of people watch a lot of movies over and over again just because they know what's gonna happen. And like you said, it's the comfortability of it. It's probably what reason why I watch Star Wars ninety thousand times and mm-hmm. And when, I see, and when I see this, I'm like new movie. It took me like about two weeks to watch Mortal Kombat because I would go to HBO Max and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, oh, just added this got added. Oh, I'm gonna watch this. And it was from like 19, like the <laughs> 80s or the 90s. And I'm like, oh, well, Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat can wait. That so, just came out. We'll give it 10 years. We'll see it. Yeah, I'll see it in 10 years. It's 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 gonna be there for a while. And then I saw the little right. thing, you know, Max, because it's still in the movie theaters that it goes away in like 30 days. And I was like, well, I guess I should just watch it before I actually forget about it. <laughs> so Jack Marley picked this one. Do you got any idea what movie you want to pick for next month? Have you got you guys going to come back next month for the movie review? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking, I don't know if you've done it yet. Have you done Pulp Fiction yet? I have not done Pulp Fiction. That is like. Would you like to? I will do Pulp Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction. Okay. I'm just going to. So do I. Have you seen it? it oh my God. It's so good. You've never seen Pulp Fiction? You talk about all over the place. Right? Sure. This is perfect because I haven't seen Bright Beach. Again, I watch movies that I've seen before. <laughs> You're going to. This movie single handedly brought John Travolta back into the spotlight. Pretty much. He was down. He was is down this, for a while. Is this post Greece or like pre Greece? No, this is like post Greece. 
This is way, this is like 90. Yeah, this is way oh, after. Okay. I don't, see, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, Travolta was down for a while and then whole fiction happened and he was, he was like, nothing happened. Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. So next month is very Pulp confusing Fiction. the first time you see it, though. Oh, yeah. If I remember. Yes. You're going to yeah. have to piece it together. I, I don't know if I was, I would not watch it with my kids, but this is one of those movies where if I was watching with one of my kids, because he talks through everything and can't keep up with movies, it'd be a constant pausing and going, this is what. Okay. So don't watch this with Jack because he talks through every single movie. I do. I do. Don't talk. You got to be quiet. He's the worst. Like he'll be like having a conversation and like making his own plot with what he knows so far from the movie. And like he's like, oh, and if they do this and this and this, I'm like, you're literally missing it. It's like hook all over again. Yeah. No, any movie we watch. Five billion dollar job. Yeah. Trying to sit you down. Oh my god. I literally. The only thing I could put in the description for that episode was it's pretty much to sum it up. It was pretty much just. Marley and me talking to you about trying to figure out how you f- couldn't figure out that it was a Peter Pan movie, you know, from it's fine, like, everything. It's totally fine. All right, so thank you everybody for watching, listening. You guys got anything you want to plug or any anything before I get into my spiel? Uh, pro wrestling slash rebel cock. That's me. Or no, Cocky Rebel is that one? I don't freaking know. <laughs> I think it's Pro Wrestling Tees slash Rebel Cock. Support me for pro wrestling. We're starting to open back up. Things are going to be fun. Um, herdfitness.com slash Cocky Rebel for Herd Fitness Tees. I'm not wearing one today, but you can't see me anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, to support independent pro wrestling because we're coming back and it's been a bad year. So when we come back, we're going to be going crazy. There you go. Got anything, Marley? Or? Nada. <laughs> okay. Nothing today. Well, also go make sure you check out some older episodes, some older movie reviews that we've done and any other episodes. I've did one with Jack. If you want to know more about life as an independent wrestler and you know what it, how we got into independent, uh, into wrestling, please go check out that episode. I think it was like episode number seven that I did. Uh, go check. Uh, it yeah. Out. I recorded that in the bathroom in my old apartment. Because Marley was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think even in there I said this is bigger than some of the locker rooms I've changed in because that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And yeah. all new episodes every Sunday, BICPP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, bonus episodes every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Helium Radio Network. Go to the Let's Talk But No Politics OK Facebook page. Uh, great content is where uh, there as well. Also go check out the let's talk, but no politics. Okay. But no politics. Okay. YouTube page where there's this week in pop culture history review. Uh, I do different tiering episodes uh, playing right now, Marvel ultimate Alliance, and also just some great retro play there as well. And also go check out BICB radio network website podcast for everyone and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night